It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Luke and the Pete show. I'm the Pete. I'm joined by the Luke down a phone line. But uh, to you, it probably sounds like we're in the same room because we are technical wizards. Well, one of us is. <laughs> um, currently ensconced in a studio off Golden Square, speaking to Luke Moore over Skype. We had some real problems connected to Skype a little bit earlier on, didn't we? You tried to play a trick on me, yeah. uh, taking all of your clothes off because uh, you wanted to see... Um, what I thought of you on the video. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a video call, but yeah. you put the kibosh on that side, it will take up too much bandwidth, so just yeah. do audio. And I'm standing there, quite literally, Billy Bollocks. Billy Bollocks, yeah. And I thought, that's a shame, that's a shame. In your, in your auntie and uncle's house, that's, that's, that is a bigger shame, I'd say. So, so you, so you, <laughs> so hang on. expect it. So you, yeah, exactly. So you'd have your headphones on. This is classic, like, headphones on, cup of tea on the side situation. you got your headphones on. You're effectively chatting with what can only be described as a cam boy. Um, and you've got all your clothes off. And, you, and, and no one can... Everyone could, could just hear you cackling and laughing. And uh, you're completely naked. Well, it's quite an interesting on the phenomena in this house. So, I mean, and I promised people, didn't I, last week, I'd give them some more verm on... Um, news because mm. I'm still here and I will do that in a minute but <clears throat> this house as I've said to the guys listening already is is very large now I'm not showing off about that I'm not taking any credit for it I'm just staying there for a week or so and it's just it's just a big house mm. and um <clears throat> it's one of those situations where the owners of the house my, my wife's aunt and uncle uh, they live here on their own mm. and um they never go upstairs like the, the upstairs is never used unless there's guests here so um I, and I was fairly I was fairly safe. There's like a lock on the door and stuff. And I told I told Mimi I was going to play a trick on you. It didn't work anyway. No, so it doesn't matter. Um, but mind. the um, listen, some some more news from um, from Manchester Village, Vermont. Uh, a large part of the main road leading into the village itself, Peter, mm. has now been freshly tarmacked. And I can confirm through personal experience that it is very smooth <laughs> to drive on. <laughs> Have you got one of those musical those musical roads that um, kind of oscillate the ground like make the ground go up and down like in kind of like a speed bump fashion uh, but it goes at a certain kind of frequency so it makes it sound like uh, musical notes they got one of them that'd be I've cool I've never heard of that yeah there's a, there's a musical road in America somewhere um, but they messed up the measurements and so it doesn't really sound like anything apparently <laughs> love it that's brilliant and I've read the other day that there's going to be some technological advancements where there's going to be a way of taking the energy of people walking on pavement yeah 
and turning that into kind of renewable energy. Oh, yeah, I think I saw that in like China or something. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. How much energy can you really kind of build with just a few people stomping down a, and and you'd have well, to sort of you'd have to refit the um, potentiometers or whatever the hell you call them. Those those, those generators every single um, every single year or something. It, it wouldn't work for me. The overheads would be colossal. But my wife will tell you, who's an expert in this field, she'll say that the more people use them, the more they invest in them, the cheaper they'll become. So yeah, um, we'll see. This this house has actually got a cocktail bar in it as well, by the way. Yes. And the cocktail of the week. There's always a cocktail of the week, and the cocktail of the week this week is the apple martini. I don't mind an apple martini, Sarah. I don't mind a martini at all. To be it. honest, I like all flavors of martinis. You show me a martini that I don't like, and I'll show you a liar, quite frankly. And, and it'll yeah. be me. Uh, well, listen, please, you can apply to me directly for the recipe, everyone listening. I'll uh, happily send it over to you. The um, I, I'm enjoying... Uh, I've, I've just uh, Googled Vermont Man again to see what else has been happening in Vermont recently. Um, this is all from early November, all of these four stories. Um, repeat shoplifter arrested on felonies in, in Queensbury. Uh, man sentenced for buying marijuana with intent to distribute. Um, man accused of fatally shooting neighbour's dog in Danville. Uh, and also the snowboard pioneer Jake Burton Campen- uh, Carpenter dies at 65 in Killington, Vermont. Right. Lot, well, lot, I, fa- I did death the same in Killington thing. going on. My favourite... Um, my favourite... Vermont headline that I found this week mm. um, chiefly because it reminded me very much of you and I'm going to read this absolutely verbatim Vermont man gains internet fame for his unnecessary inventions <laughs> <laughs> like what? for the past two months Matt Benedetto has been creating things you don't need like this <laughs> contraption here this is the cuisine curtain Benedetto said so if you know someone who is always eating with their mouth open it attaches and covers their mouth so they can still eat with their mouth open <laughs> do you have anyone in your life that um, always eats with their mouth open I've got one and but just one that's the only one I can't really think of anyone which mm. makes me think it might be me but I hope it isn't mm. yeah it's it's a really disgusting habit um, I'm glad I got over yeah, it I don't I was think a kid. it is me yeah very weird. Um, B, I was going to say to you, um, I've been listening to, and now it's rare on this show, it's rare mm. that we will talk about any kind of other podcast that isn't a part of the Stakhanov stable. Yeah. And of course, everyone should go and find um, the new series of Set Meals, mm-hmm. which has just started, started off in New York. It's a brilliant show. It's really, really good. Obviously, cameraman Sam, he presents it with his mate Taylor. <clears throat> And the first episode of the new season is about pizza in New York City. It's brilliant. Okay, anyway, go yeah. and listen to that. Yeah. Subscribe to that. But anyway, the show, I've just started listening to a show, which is absolutely fascinating. It's called um, You Must Remember This. Right. And um, it's about each series. Listen, I might be getting this wrong. I've literally only just discovered it. So people, um, if, I, if I get this partly wrong, then forgive me. But each series appears to be about a different aspect of Hollywood mm. in the 20th century. Okay. And... The series that, that she is presented by a lady called Karina Longwell. She's got a brilliant voice, um, and um, and she's obviously a fantastic journalist and researcher and, and historian. And this series is about the Disney movie Song of the South. Do you know that movie? I don't. Song Song of the South. Most people have never even kind of heard of it, right? And uh, what it is is this this movie from 1946 set in the immediate period after the civil war in the US Hmm. and the reason that hardly anyone's heard of it is because it's been delisted it's unavailable chiefly because it's got a huge amount of problematic racist tropes Hmm. okay 
So it's like it's set on. It's, it's just it's really really um, kind of um, like I say problematic, and it's and but the reason it's kind of of note and of interest is because it, it flies in the face of Disney's reputation yeah. of being this family company who make all these type of shows, a uh, movie, sorry, but also um, technologically for the time. It's very, very advanced because it's um, it's interplay in a kind of Hugh Frame Roger Rabbit style between real life action and cartoon. Mm. But you can't watch it anyway. You can't. It's never been released available. It's never been available on VHS video. It's it's essentially like Disney are pretending it doesn't ever it doesn't exist. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the stories the stories around it are fascinating because one of the main characters in it is played by a lady called Hattie McDaniel who won and she's a black woman who won an Oscar. She's the first black uh, actor to be nominated and win an Oscar for her role in Gone with the Wind a few years before. Mm. And she plays, again, a really sort of horrible racist stereotype in the movie. And and Karina Longworth in this series, you must remember this, talks about the story around how Song of the South got made. It obviously touches on the, I'm going to say, racism of Walt Disney himself, who Mm. was this mad... um, he got really into the idea of hunting communists down and, and he bought into that McCarthy witch hunt kind of thing. It's just a fascinating period of time around a fascinating, uh, interesting movie. Uh, it's well worth a listen if you get a chance anyway. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, uh, I'm just looking at the, actual, uh, the actual poster for it. And there's, there's a couple of other... The one, way people pe- the one way people might know it is they might know it because it's the basis of the Disney ride Splash Mountain. Yes, okay, right, I see. With Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox. And that what they've done to that ride over the years is they've changed that to make it less stereotypical, but they've maintained the ride there, and they're quite proud of that ride. Mm. But it's based on Song of the South, which they won't even acknowledge even exists. <laughs> well, the, so yeah, it's worth a, worth a listen, that show. Yeah, he was wholly problematic for a very long time, wasn't he, old, uh, old Walt Disney? It's a very uneasy Walt, kind yeah. of... Uh, I've got a lot of grown-up, um, pe- grown-up people, grown-up people uh, who are really big into um, Disney and going to Disneyland and stuff. Because I guess it's one of those places that kind of changes quite a lot, so that you can probably can get a lot out of it um, each time you visit because things change around so quickly, and obviously you can't see it. Um, you can't see everything over a week, even because it's so big. So it probably would worth, would be Woodworth. Um, would be worth. It's very tired. Would, would be worth uh, going more than one occasion. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I've I really, never understood Whenever it. I go there, I really enjoy it. Mm. It's, it's, I think it's a great place. It's interesting. You just got to get into it, man. You can't go in there with this kind of British, alternative, cynical kind of mindset. And mm. if you're going to do that, just don't bother going because it's not for everyone. Yeah. I, but I, last time I went there, I had a brilliant time. What a lovely old job. Because everyone's so happy there. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like you, Everyone around you is so excited to be there. It's kind of quite infectious. I quite like the fact that um, they allow some characters to speak and stuff. So they've got these incredibly talented actors playing like Elsa from oh, Frozen yeah. and, and, and Belle yeah, from Beauty and the Beast and they're, and actual, they're actual people, yeah. Yeah, they're incredible, some of them. Like, just so good. Did I tell you a good bit of a more family trivia? No. Uh, well, I don't know. My sister was Buzz Lightyear at Disneyland Paris for like three years. <laughs> is that right? I have no idea. I, I had yeah. no idea that was the case. I guess you would need someone like, uh, like I guess I bet there are a lot of male characters in like big kind of suits uh, that are played by women because obviously they're a little bit more slight. Yeah, ah, fascinating. My sister was my sister was Pluto and Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> and she was she was uh, Maleficent in the parade as well. Nice. Did she have any? There you go. Did she have any lines as Buzz Lightyear, or did you? He just didn't. He just never spoke. To infinity and beyond. But they're not allowed to speak, even yeah, if a kid ran they into can't her. Speak. 
Crap yeah, I don't think knee. so. No, I don't think mm. you have to. Um, I don't think you're allowed to kind of get involved. You get one of those annoying kind of bully kids who, <laughs> the kind of kid that you think I was when I was a kid. Yeah, but I wasn't. Much. But I wasn't. He would like try, try and pull his mask off or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they. I don't think you can do anything. You've got because <laughs> th- I'm pretty sure they have quite subtle uh, minders, don't they? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of step in. They step in from behind like a tree or something. To, if, to, if to protect the Walt Disney brand. Lovely. Yeah, mm. but we but, but, but there's still the. Um, I think my sister took as a memento, if you want to call it that. She stole it. Um, a a Pluto collar, which we've still got hanging up in my mum and dad's house. Oh, nice! That's good. That's awesome. Did you see the? Um, did you see the one dollar hotel, Luke? Are you, are you familiar with this? No. There's a hotel in um, Fukuoka, I think it is, um, and basically it's right in the middle of the entertainment district, so it's a really good um, place to stay. Uh, but basically this guy had a um, failing hotel brand, probably I got about eight or nine rooms, um, and instead of him kind of um, putting his prices up or putting them down, he put them right down to $1.00. Uh, and the only catch is you can stay in the in the room as much, as long as you like uh, for one dollar a night. But the only catch is um, all of the rooms are streaming on the internet, so whoever wants to watch, huh? One dollar hotel. Check it out. Is it a bit can. much take up? No, I mean yeah. Like I've 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 sort of like popped into uh, the old uh, the old YouTube page where he can be found. Um, not a lot of people seem to be getting involved, so I fear for this venture, but uh, there's a man, I think, going to maybe waking up for the day now. I guess that kind of works, isn't it? Yeah, it's six in the morning, so this guy's just put his foot on away on the tatami mat, um, and he's getting ready for the day. He's got his shirt on, he's uh, would you, ready Would to you stay out. there? Yeah, I reckon so. I'd give him the works. <laughs> <laughs> be, listen mate they'd be absolutely fuming you were there they would, they, they, you'd be enough to kibosh the whole thing well that's what I mean it's on YouTube so you can't be doing anything naughty but what if I suddenly started practicing doing your naughty? raps in the mirror practicing my raps my street rhymes <laughs> spitting bars busting your moves yeah exactly very interesting what listen, are... there was there was a um, there was a thing wasn't there a few years ago I think it was about five or six years ago in Liverpool where a lot of the dilapidated, uh, run-down areas, um, they were, the, the council were letting you buy a house on those streets for a pound. Right, OK, yeah. But the kicker was you had to pledge, like, I don't know, like 20 grand to renovate them, and you had to sign to say you would renovate it. So ultimately what they're doing is that these, these, these properties, because no-one wants to live there, the houses are worthless, essentially. They're, they're essentially doing it in a way that guarantees the area is going to come up. Yeah, okay. But I don't, I don't know how I don't know how many I don't know how successful it was or how many people did it. Um I th- there was there was a report or like a story a while back saying that some of the places are now worth like 70,000 each, which is yeah, pretty good given that they only cost a pound. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. I mean yeah, it, everyone has to sort of pull together. I do worry about what the state of community is in 2019. <laughs> I do worry about everyone pulling together. What's well, because you live in Old Compton Street? Cuz I live in Old Compton Street. You're the only person who lives in Soho. No, we are a tight-knit community of the man who doesn't speak to me in the booze shop over the road, the man who doesn't speak to me in the deli downstairs, and the man who doesn't speak to me in the Spanish restaurant downstairs too. We are a tight-knit community, Luke. (laughs) Do you know any of your neighbours' names? uh, No, I sometimes talk to the Italian guy from the Italian deli. He's nice. He comes in for the... um, for the uh, for the post every now and again, so we we get along. What are they like in the chip shop, Pete? Are they friendly in the chip shop? Um, they once gave me a free uh, jumbo sausage. <laughs> Less than about that, the better, yeah, my friend. Exactly. What, um, 
What um what do you think community is then? How where the next place you move to? Where, what would you like it to have in terms of a community? Uh, feel? I don't know. Just pe- when you walk down the street, people say hello to you. Um, does dogs. that happen in Hartlepool? <laughs> um, no, not really in Hartlepool. Uh, maybe a little bit. I think people in cities in like Manchester and Newcastle make a point of sort of saying we're nicer than the rest of the country, so we're just going to say hello to you all of the time. In the to small, make a point, yeah, yeah, to make a point that, that people are friendlier up north. <laughs> yeah, in the US, like people, if you're walking down the street in the in outside, obviously outside the big cities, if you're walking down the street and someone's walking towards you, they will generally say hello to you. Yeah, and they'll and and I've noticed, like, certainly, you know, when we're away in Milwaukee, for example, like people, you just be walking past and people will go, I'm "I love you." About Milwaukee all the time. I love your coat. It's uh, I like your coat. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like. I mean, imagine if you just commented on people as they walk past. I like your shoes. I find what happens to me a lot here, because obviously I'm still in the US as we record this, Mm. is that obviously, again, outside of the big cities, if I go to a shop or somewhere with Mimi, people obviously get why I'm there. Yeah. But if I'm on my own, so she's doing something else, and I go to the shop or I have to go and pick something up or whatever, people would, I mean, even 2019, people were generally kind of interested and a little bit surprised that they're hearing someone speak with like a London accent. Yeah. And they'll, and, they'll, and they'll almost always say, oh, where are you from? What's that accent from? Yeah, and, yeah. and you'll say, oh, from London. What's and that go, about? You? Like they, they, they're very interesting. I don't think British people would be like that. If, it, if, it, if my hometown is an American turned on my hometown on their own and started shopping there, I don't think a British person would ask them why they're there. No, no, just get on with it, I guess. But yeah, I, I do appreciate that side of uh, America. I think, it's, I think it's a wonderful trait to have. Makes you feel really welcome. So next time you'd like to, uh, when next place you move to, you'd like people to say hello to you and yeah. be friendly to you, and maybe ask you where you got your hair cut from and all that <laughs> rest of that stuff. <laughs> well, they know because I don't even want Mister Toppers in town, and that would be the you place wouldn't, where you we... wouldn't be able to have. Listen, mate, if you move from London to say, I don't know, <clears throat> Fareham mm. in Hampshire, yep. you ain't going to be able to rock around with that haircut, mate. What do you mean? You'll be known in the town as the bloke with the haircut. <laughs> what was your What was your famous trait when you were uh, back at home? What were you the man? Ob- obnoxious. Man that? The, the, the obnoxious man. <laughs> the man who the steals man with the, the opinions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a quick break, and then when we come back. We'll do some of your emails, guys. Uh, take Take it. Take a moment. Make yourself a cup of tea, and we'll see you on the other side of this. All right then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Luca Pete Show with me, Luke Moore, coming at you live from the beautiful Green Mountain state of Vermont. And I am in London rubbing my knee. I don't know what's happened, but in the last 10 minutes, my knee has got really tight and it feels like there's like loads of rubber bands in behind my kneecap. I don't really know why it's doing that, but uh, yeah, we're, we're getting through it, aren't we, Luke? We're getting through, we're getting through this transatlantic re- pre-record. 
On that note with your knee problem there, Pete, you should have oh. been there when I ramble meets over on Football Ramble Daily, which you should subscribe to now if you don't mm. already. Um, all the shows you'll ever need for your for your football interests. I ramble meets interviewed Gary Lewin. My name is Gary Lewin. Okay. Yeah, okay. Who was the head of physiotherapy at the England football team and for, at Arsenal for years. And he's such a nice bloke that after the interview, me and cameraman Sam chatted to him and he diagnosed all our sporting injuries. What was the uh, what was the um, story? What, what have you got to do? Is it just about running or? Oh, he reckons I've got some problem with my left knee, which com- which makes me compensate on my right hand side, which is making my groin and my hip tight. Ah, I see. So he gave me all these exercises to do, which I haven't done, to be honest, Gary. If you're listening, I apologise. <laughs> um, but Gary's just opened a private clinic, so I imagine that that um, consultation he gave me probably would have cost about three hundred quid. So I should really use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You absolutely getting getting complete of freebies. What have I got free, Reese? I got yeah. given some um, CBD oil. Tried. I've tried that, that for the legal? first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's it, it's the difference between. I think CBD is the stuff that chills you out, and the THC mm-hmm. is the stuff that makes you high. So as long as it doesn't have any of that in. And it's only got the first thing in. It's cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all right, so actually. What have you used it for? Um, getting to sleep on a loud old cotton street night. <laughs> it really works, though. It's good. Well done, everyone. Do you use earplugs, Pete, to sleep? I do occasionally. But I mean, most nights I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pre- I can pretty easy get to, uh, get to sleep. It's, it's pretty easy for me to get to sleep. Because I, I, I've kind of got a little... I think my brain's kind of attuned to whether it's worth getting up and looking out the window because there's always somebody shouting or people <laughs> fighting and I've got like a rule. If but I doesn't hear... it wake you up? How many times a night does it wake you up? No, it just, that doesn't wake me up. Or, or if I wake up and I can hear sort of going, come on then, come on, like people doing that, I know for a fact a fight is not going to ensue so it's not worth me um, crawling down the bottom of my bed and looking out like a little wretch. Um, but if I hear a... Uh, like that. If I hear just the slapping of face on concrete, um, fights mm. on, fights on, baby. When there's an actual fight going on, people occasionally don't know what to say or do. They look like ooh, ooh, like that. So, will you always watch a fight? Is it your policy to always yeah, watch a fight? Come on, someone's going to hurt themselves in the line of being pissed and angry. <laughs> Why not? How many fights do you reckon you've seen in total since you've been living there? Out the window. Um, I reckon I'll probably see about ten. But like full on fisties. How many people? What do you mean? Like well, one on one. It was there was no doubling up. It wasn't oh, it wasn't just, double just dragon. One one. It wasn't no... just a man going down the street having a fight with everyone he saw. <laughs> it was like a really big boss man at the end of the street. A man broke out the broke through the uh, the, the the bricks. Do you remember that on Double Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, it's good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant game. I used to be a big fan of Streets of Rage as well. Yeah, so well Double Dragon was the love interest was a woman who <laughs> Um, I was listening to uh, a, a show about it actually. Um, Double Dragon in the, the plot to Double Dragon, the um, you go through the whole game fighting. I think it's like Death Adder or some kind of horrible character, sort of boss character. Kick everyone in to save the princess, effectively. Um, but you're obviously going along with your brother. It's the two Lee brothers uh, in Double Dragon, and then the ending is you fighting your other brother, <laughs> fighting your brother Lee, well one of the Lees, and. Um, the winner wins the heart of the woman. So it's a bit of a menage a trois kind of going on. That's, that is weird. That is weird, isn't it? It's I, not right. I don't remember that part of it, but probably because I never got to the end of it, I expect. Mm. Yeah. You, I love that old... There's something very nostalgically um, satisfying about that kind of dynamic when you play an 80s arcade game 
where you beat people up and then there's a big boss at the end. Mm. Oh yeah, massively. And 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 did you ever sort of get to the end of like a, an arcade machine? I could never afford it to be quite frank. I was in I was in one of those um, kind of barcade, kind of a bar arcade cross thing in a, an unnamed American city that I won't mention because um, you had yeah, to go with me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I had loads of tokens because they were only like you know 10 10 cents each i had loads of tokens i was thinking i could just keep on filling this super sprint machine with with dollars and get through this I've, money is no object of me when it to me when uh when it comes to that in 2019 the jeopardy of it jeopardy's been gone removed jeopardy's gone oh yeah you, you, as i said to you guys i've probably said to people of this show listen to this show before the greatest ever um arcade game in my opinion is the capcom game black tiger which was known in japan as black dragon it's like a platform game yeah. it's amazing I don't really remember it is that amazing it sounds like shinobi yeah the, he was like a kind of well the plot i'll, I'll read the plot to you i mean it might Shadow be translated from japanese but it might be rubbish uh, it says the land <laughs> this is the plot according to what i think is a translation from a japanese kind of synopsis um the land is under the cruel control of three evil demonic dragons who descended on a kingdom bring darkness and destruction. From the ruins emerged a barbarian hero who seeks to slay the dragons and restore the kingdom to its former glory. <laughs> nice. I like that a lot. It's brilliant, mate. Strong. It's a hack and slash, mate. Very strong. Hack and slash. Yeah. Don't see enough of those. Anyway, we're going to do some emails, Peter. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, do you want to do one first? Yeah, you do one first. Well, first of all, before I do the email I want to do, I just want to read this one out from Billy, because I do think it's important. And some people are going to roll their eyes, but um, I don't care. It's important. We're a week out from the election uh, in the UK. Yep. If you're not a UK listener, that's kind of just... You're going to have to just hold your nose for a minute. Mm. Um, and Billy's emailed in saying, I know you guys don't want to get stuck into politics, but I wondered if you might go above and beyond your role as a public service broadcaster, in my eyes at least. And the general election is coming up in the UK, and I wondered if you give a shout-out and encourage people to register to vote. Um Oh, fuck it. We can't do that because the, the, the deadline was last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like... You can, there's, That's how look, political we are. Look, there's registering to vote and then there's actually getting off your behind and voting, isn't it? So it's two different things, isn't it? But, but listen, I want to make it absolutely clear that if you want to register to vote now and listen to Luke and Pete's going to make you do so, <laughs> you literally can't. No, but, do, the, but, if you are registered, but if you are registered, do remember to go and vote. It's a chance for you to see be in a schoolyard where you're probably not allowed to do as an adult. <laughs> it allows you to be in <laughs> it allows you to be in churches or or mosques or uh, or temples that you'd probably not frequent. So it's it's a, it's a lovely um, chance to go into a building you you probably wouldn't be allowed in any other way. So yeah, yeah. and if also else, put a, put um, use pencil and paper. People don't use that very often these days. Exactly, either. you could probably steal one of the little pencils and um, look look. Whichever way this goes, I think we all know which way it might go because there's a lot of secret little self-hating Tories out there, isn't there? <laughs> getting their little little secret kicks ones. in the voting booth. Little... Oh, there's one of them on this show. <laughs> they get in there, they get in there, they, they say all the right things, and then they get in there and they put a little X, don't they? Put a little X next to the Tories. Dirty, dirty your dirty little secret, dripping, dripping with it you are. Dirty little secret. Dirty little rotters. Dirty little rotters. Wait, there's a... Like... There's another reason to go and do a bit of voting as well, if you've already registered. Right. Don't do get off your backside because you get a chance to go and chat to a very nice old lady, normally. <laughs> you do, sometimes. I, sometimes How young. often do you get a chance to do that? Exactly, right, yeah, yeah. And these will be oh, people from way, your speaking parish. of that... Yeah. Speaking of that... Um, oh, we will do some emails in a minute. Um, I, um, I met a hundred-year-old lady. 
Okay, right. Wow. So a... it's the first time I've ever met a centenarian. Is that a centena- centenarian? Um, my wife's uh, parents live next door to a lovely lady called Madeline, and she's lived there for obviously next to Waterloo for years and years. And whenever we come and visit, um, we go and see her for like a cup of tea and mm. see how she's doing. She lives on her own. And um, I found out just before we were coming out here that in January, this coming January, she turns a hundred and one. That's amazing. So she's a hundred. Is she, is she and, still uh, up and you'd about? You never know it. She looks about probably eighty-five-ish. Yeah. And I got a photo with her. The first time I've ever met someone who's who made it to a hundred. How good is that? That is really good. Is is she like? Is she um, still up and about? Is she you know doing stuff? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, she's in great nick. She lives on her own. Um, up until very recently, she was playing golf, driving the car, with the rest of it. She's. I told you, she she probably she could pass for about eighty-five. I'd say. You reckon? Like we. Oh, yeah, yeah, we played ball games with her when we saw her. She was perfectly sharp. She's great. She's a lovely lady. So if she listens to podcasts, <laughs> which I doubt, um, shout out Madeline. Um, wicked, wicked experience to meet her. I've never met someone who's 100 before, so it's just pretty interesting. Have you, have you ever met someone who's 100? No, I think the oldest person I've ever met was my nan, and she was 96. Mm. Um, I stopped seeing her after I, I that. I think my, so my, my <laughs> granddad says that I met my great-great-grandmother when she was 100, but I was only, like, two months old, so I'm not really right, counting that. yeah, you can't count that. Not having that. Rubbish. Anyway, we've got time to probably do one email, so I'm going to do it now. Okay. Um, it's from um, Ewan, who says, Hi, guys. In episode 199.71, Pete mentioned an Airbnb room he stayed in, which had a sauna. Mm. And Luke dropped a fact about saunas in Finland being plentiful. I guess this is when you're in Helsinki. Mm. Um, and Ewan goes on to say, I thought I'd bring your attention to something I found out a few months ago called the Sauna World Championships held in Hainola. It's as simple and as stupid as it sounds. It's a competition as to who can sit in a sauna for the longest amount of time. Now, this sounds pretty interesting. Pretty dangerous. Um, and it's quite quite a good story, but for people listening and for you, Pete, this is fair warning. This story becomes horrific. <laughs> The starting temperature is 110 degrees Celsius and half a litre of water is poured onto the coals every 30 seconds until there's only one person left able to stay in the sauna. Mm. That person then becomes the sauna world championship, uh, champion. On the 7th of August 2010, Russian finalist and former third place finisher Vladimir Ladizhensky and Finnish five-time champion Timo Kalkonen passed out after six minutes, both suffering from terrible burns and trauma. <laughs> According to a spectator, Kalkonen was able to leave the sauna with assistance, but Ladijensky had to be dragged out and almost immediately went into cramps and convulsions. Ladijensky died despite resuscitation attempts, and Kalkonen was rushed to hospital and put in a medically induced coma. <laughs> Needless to say, that was the last ever sauna world championship as Kalkonen <laughs> and Ladijensky were disqualified for not leaving the sauna unaided, and therefore third place Ilka Poya became the winner. Keep up the humid work, Ewan. So, I mean, I've, I've, my first observation on this, Pete, they're all men, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah all men yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's all you're going to get, really. You're not going to get any... Yeah, no women are going to apply for that, are they? <laughs> I love the <laughs> fact... Unbelievable. I just, I just love the fact that they're in a situation where, you know, one man's dead, <laughs> but <laughs> the sticklers for the rules... Like, you can just have too much of a good thing, guys, you know. Saunas are fun, saunas are great, and it's it really wakes you up after a long, hard day, but, ah, uh, guys, it's, and, and yeah, you're what right. What do you reckon the third-place guy who ended up winning, what do you reckon his winning speech was? <laughs> Sorry, I probably won't do this again. 
I mean, he's, he's, the re- <laughs> he's the reigning champion, effectively, of the final uh, yeah, Sony uh, Championships. As he glances along around his newly found fame <laughs> in a world of essentially death and burns. <laughs> oh, he man. is the one-eyed that man in the kingdom of the blind, that guy. Bloody rancid. Never mind. Well, we don't have to, enough time to talk about the Milwaukee Milverine, which is a man who walks around with his shirt off like the Wolverine. Uh, so maybe we'll save that to another day where we haven't um, spoken quite so much about Milwaukee. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that again another time. Right. Next time, the good news is next time we do a show, I'll be back. Lovely. So um, we'll we'll do it in the studio together. We can glance across at each other, make eyes at each other, and gesticulate to each other, thus making the show far more easier to produce. Smash-ins. All right, have a great um, weekend, everyone, mm. and thanks for getting in touch. We will read more of your emails out next time when we have a bit more time. Hello at Luke and Pete Show dot com to get in touch um, Peter you can have the honour of uh, getting us out of here look after yourselves and if you are going to go into a sauna um, just keep an eye on the time <laughs> bye was a Stakhanov production. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89 percent off usps and ups make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.